Episode 135, The Power of Touch. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. It's always interesting. You know, I do the same intro every week, but sometimes I just feel like I'm getting my sexy voice on. I, I don't know where that comes from. Just I don't kinda, either. I, I don't know. Maybe it's the look you give me. Maybe awesome. not. Maybe you guys are like, Elisa, you sound the same every week. It doesn't matter. So welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, folks. We are excited to be on the microphones with you tonight. Hope that you all have had a good week. We are incredibly excited. We are in the countdown. We are in the final month before our live event here on Saturday, October 13th here in San Diego. Tickets are $10. You can find them at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash live event. Events. Mm-hmm. Live event. Live event. Live event. Okay. I couldn't remember if there was an S on the end of that or not. Um, get your tickets. Get tickets for your friends. Make it a date day, but be there. Be there. We're going to be talking about communication issues that affect your marriage on a daily basis. And we know that because they affect our marriage on a daily basis. So make plans. Make plans. This is what you guys have asked for. This is what, you know, when we said, what do you want to hear about in a marriage workshop, marriage retreat, marriage, whatever? This is what you guys said. So we're bringing it right to you Saturday, October 13th. Um, we can't wait to meet you. 9 a.m. To 1130 Mm -hmm. here in San Diego. So for those of you in San Diego, this is going to be for you. And if you're not in San Diego, come to San Diego. Exactly. If you're close by, (laughs) come on down. We're going to have beautiful weather. I mean, it's, you know, if you're within driving distance, make make a weekend of it. Yeah. Come and spend, you know, a few hours with us and then spend the rest of the time with your hubby or wife. You know, there's, there's no excuse if you're within driving distance. That's right. So, um, we're excited. It's just been... It's just been one of those weeks where, you know, as busy as we've been, um, there's, there's been some connection, even, you know, I haven't felt overly connected just because we've been doing so much. But when we come here and get behind the mics, we're, we're ready to bring it for you guys. And want to start off with this email um, that we got from some longtime listeners. They start off saying, hey, Tony and Lisa, first, thank you so much for the podcast and other material you present. Although we've had a good 23 plus year marriage, woohoo! Uh, you two have helped make it helped us make it an even better one. Although you caught hubby's attention with the 2011 Seven Days of Sex Challenge, you got the total package that keeps us returning. Everything you talk about: the six intimacies, the 77 questions, the extras on the website, the intimacy lifestyle, etc. Hubby and wife, you appreciate your no nonsense approach and saying it like it is. Many of the podcast topics relate well to us. Although others may not, there is certainly some wisdom shared. We feel closer than we've ever been, sexually and otherwise. Awesome. We have shared our positive views of one with others that we know. Thank you so much for sharing um, what you believe is something powerful. Although it took us a few tries, getting to five was easy, but both of us had our moments at times. We did complete the seven days of sex challenge last summer and a few more times after that. Nice. We were also able to complete this year's challenge. Second, here's a challenge you can share with all the other listeners. So heads up for those of you that have tried the seven days challenge, or if you're looking for something else creative, um, pay attention to the rest of this email. Yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to put this up there. When I read this to Elisa, the first time she was going, you could see her mind like working really hard. 
because she was going, what? what, what are they talking about? So listen, if you have to rewind mm-hmm. or forward back on your digital device and then listen to it again. But this is really cool what they're doing. Very creative, very creative. So let's see. We recently made love a few days in a row. Wifey joked, suggested that it was another seven day challenge. Yay. After a couple more days, how he had a thought cross his mind. Yes, it was during a moment of non-sexual affection. What if we did around the clock challenge? There are 12 hours on the clock dial. What if we went 12 days in a row at each of the 12 hours? At first, wifey thought hubby was getting greedy. Yes, partly, but it could be fun. Could we do it? How would we do it? Although there are two chances at nine o'clock, which one would happen? Others could be more of a problem. And taking out the potential for duplicate times in the 12-day stretch becomes more of a challenge. Each couple can determine how you want to count each hour. One option would be to count anything in the sixes, between six and 6.59 is six o'clock. Us, we rounded to the hour. Anything from 5.31 to 6.29 counted as six o'clock. Pick one. Just be consistent. Sometimes the rush to get it in at a certain time was tough. Others were more fun, but we did it. And the baker's dozen on the 13th day was a nice bonus. Hopefully we've given you a smile and something to think about with our experience. You've certainly done so for us. Thanks again for everything, hubby and wifey. Love it. Yeah, it did take me a minute love to it. get my hand totally and my head it. wrapped around the clock and what does that mean and nighttime and daytime. And um, while we haven't put this on our calendar yet, I know that Tony's wheels were definitely spinning with, mm, okay, we got this has got some possibilities. So uh, for those of you out there for this couple, you know, thank you for sharing another creative challenge with all of our listeners. We love hearing that. If you've tried around the clock or something else, maybe you guys have come up with your own multiple day challenge, share it with our listeners. You guys are always looking for ways to improve the intimacy in your marriage and sharing these different challenges and how you've gotten creative with it is a, is a wonderful way to just share your experiences with the whole listening audience. Yeah. So very excited. Yes, we do love reading those emails. Um, but talking about getting creative and talking about the importance of the different intimacies in your marriage. That's really what we want to focus on tonight with the power of touch. Um, we were talking just this afternoon because we had heard a, we were at a, a dinner tonight and one of the speakers was talking about the power of touch. And it really got us to thinking about how that plays out in our own marriage. You know, if I can, if you can all just go back in time with me to when you were courting your spouse when you were in that dating phase and the mere brush of a hand against yours or an arm against yours or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, lip to lip, you know, just a, a smear, mere kiss. I mean, you're lit up on the inside like, you know, it's the 4th of July because your beloved touched you. You can feel those fireworks. You can feel the little quiver in your stomach because you're like, oh my gosh, I just got a kiss or I just got touched. Or, can you believe it? He touched me. And then you call your girlfriends or you're like, hey, dude, you know, it was great. She held my hand. Um, yes, us guys get those same feelings too. I, I'm not, I'm, but you probably don't like call up your girlfriends and. Blah, 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 blah. No. Okay. Although, we girls, although, we do that kind of stuff. Although I remember, you know, letting my buddies know when I kissed you for the first time. I didn't know that. Yes. 
Well, we were at my birthday party. There was like a whole audience there. Yeah, but most of them had been drinking and weren't in the kitchen when we did kiss. Okay. When you kissed me? Yep. Yep. So that's where we are when we're dating our spouses. And then we put these rings on and we say, I do. And all of a sudden, you know, we've got mortgages and we've got kids and we've got jobs and we've got all these obligations. And before you know it, you've gone from lighting up like the 4th of July when your spouse touches you to maybe it's a peck on the cheek sometime during the day. Maybe it's, um, you know, maybe you hold hands when you're out, but maybe not. Maybe you uh, roll over and do another quick peck in bed before lights out. Um, or if you do touch and it's, you know, something that lasts longer, it's, you know, a quick touch that typically has sexual overtones to it. Right. All of a sudden the touch, the, the excitement from really just touching each other is gone. And it's not an all of a sudden thing. It's really something that kind of erodes over time. And, you know, like I was saying earlier in the podcast about different things, we talk about stuff most often that we've lived through and that we go through still kind of on a cyclical thing. And this, this is, this is what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about how you touch your spouse. And yes, we're going to talk about the physical sexual touches, but we're going to, we're going to start back with the, you know, the light touches, right? The, how do you, how do you on a daily basis physically touch your spouse and why, why is it so important to have that touch experience with your spouse? What does that do for the two of you? Well, what are the benefits of touch overall? And it's been stated and and researched by numerous uh, PhDs and doctors. And, and some of the things that touch does for us, it eases pain. It lessens anxiety. It softens the blows of life. You know, it generates hope and has the power to heal. And this is according to numerous experts, and you can just search, you know, the benefits of touch. And those are just a few, but it's just amazing what can happen with touch. I mean, here are some other things. Uh, physical benefits such as slowing the heart rate, dropping blood pressure, a feeling of relaxation, quicker, quicker recovery from illness, emotional and spiritual connection to the person touching you. I mean, these are all benefits of touch. And as Elisa said, you know, we go from this point in our marriages or prior to our marriages in our courtship. And then, you know, maybe in those newlywed years of lots of touch. And yet as the years come on and pile on, we lose that. Mm -hmm. And we can say that from experience because I've noticed over the years and there have been definite, definite cycles of our marriage where that has happened. And Elisa and I have had to approach each other and go, you know what? We need to make it a priority that when we're walking around that we're holding hands, that when we pray together, you know, be it at church or anywhere else, that we are touching each other because we're one, you know? And so that has to become and has become a conscious effort on our part. And it's, you know, if you don't believe in the power of touch, 
I'm going to invite you to look at a three-year-old who has just gotten an owie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're either running to mommy or daddy and basically saying something to the effect of kiss the owie and a hug. And then they're off. They're running because you know what? They have felt loved. They've been reassured. Life is good. Time to go find the adventure. And here's, here's another one. And this has come up just recently in our own family. So our youngest daughter, she can get, wow, this girl has. She's strong-willed times 10. Yes. I mean, she can just blow. And I think she gets a lot of that from me because I have not been the best example as a father when it comes to this. And I work on this constantly looking to God, looking to Jesus and just go calm me <laughs> because I don't want to blow up. What I realized though, is that she is one who loves physical touch. And when she does not get it from us, there is a direct correlation on how often or how intense that blow up can be. Mm-hmm. So I realized at one point, and this is probably about a month or so ago, where I was going, you know what, girl? I need to hug you. And it's just like, I, I try to do it like three times a day, I'm trying to do it in the morning, if I can see her during, you know, like right after work and then bed, mm-hmm. typically is what it is, because obviously in the afternoon she's at school or working. And so I have noticed though that it's a game and it's fun. When I was on my trip to Atlanta that I mentioned last week, we were on the phone and she was going, you know what, dad, you owe me, what was it, like 12? Yeah, she and I had figured out, because um, we were driving, I was taking the kids somewhere and she she made mention of the fact that Tony was going to be gone and the significant part of that business trip to her was that she was going to miss out on her hugs. Right. And so I said, well, let's let's count how many hugs you're going to be missing. You know, and so I can't remember, 8, 10, 12, whatever it was. Um, and so when we talked to Tony, that was the very first thing. She's, he hadn't left yet. Um, he was leaving that night. And so it was the very first thing that she said to him, you owe me right. however many hugs it was. And it was that whole, like, you're not leaving until I know my quota of hugs has been reached. That's how important touch is. And we, we stop asking for it. We get so, you know, little kids will ask for a hug. And, and I've even got, you know, even our older son, um, you know, we've realized how important touch is in his life and how he, you know, and I see it even as he's getting older about how, you know, I'm just, I'm getting these bear, you know, and it literally is a bear hug. Now he's getting so big, he can lift me up. Um, but he does that. And mm-hmm. you know what? There are times when I have to remind him that he's, you know, squeeze, literally squeezing my stomach to pieces. Uh, but that's okay because he still wants to touch me and he still wants to be close. And I understand that there are just times when you need a mom's hug. And, you know, so as kids, we get that. As kids, we get it. You know, like if I need physical touch, I'm going to ask for it. Or it's, it's okay to ask for it. And then we become these grown ups who aren't supposed to ask for things because it might show that we're weak or we're needy or, or anything. And really what it's showing our spouses is that we need them. Our spouses can provide all of those benefits to us in loving touch. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, and and I have done this with Tony, sometimes I've just had a really rough day or something has happened with family or whatever it is. And sometimes it's just a matter of going up and saying, you know what? I, I need a hug. Right. 
that's what I need. I need to feel safe in your arms. I need to feel like you are my protector and you are my hero and you are everything that I need on earth. And I need you to hold me. And that is, that's considered a connecting touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hug. You know, we're really embracing each other, holding hands. These are connecting touches, you know, touching each other's feet under the table or grabbing your, your spouse's knee. You know, those are connecting. You're really laying your hand or your body part upon them, you know, and those are definitely needed in something that we take for granted with our spouses. You know, it's like we're afraid to show affection other than a sexual at times Mm -hmm. and in public even. Show your love. Show your affection for one in one another in front of your children. Let them see you holding hands. Let them see you hugging. Let them see you giving those deep, passionate kisses. You know, and for you guys, if you're on a date or you may be in your home and having dinner and you are playing footsies with each other, that is cool. I mean, that is for you guys there. And I'll tell you, as a guy, I think it's becoming, you know, it's it's not often that you're going to just go around and hug your buddies. You just don't. I mean, everything is a fist bump, handshake. You may have one or two close buddies that you really hug. I have been very fortunate here at um, our church where we have implemented what is known as Ironman. And you can check it out at ironmanministries.com fantastic organization that we're implementing and we have right now probably about 80 odd guys Mm -hmm. on our what we call our bob team and this is our band of brothers this weekend we launched it we've been training and getting everything ready for the last three or four months one of the most interesting things and and even to this day i i still you know i i put out my hand to shake each of the guys' hands and getting to connect with them and I'm really getting to know a lot of them and just really it's amazing it's an amazing time and yet what each of them will do I'll put out my hand they'll just grab me it's like a mm-hmm. bear hug man it's just like hey Tony and we'll be right in front of the church doing that and you know that touch with with other guys just going you know what we're in this together means a lot And when we're standing out there and we're greeting folks, we make it a point, you know, we're not hugging each person that comes in because it can be a little daunting, but we make sure to shake hands and fist bump and, you know, lay our hands upon somebody's back and just go, you know what? I'm glad to see you here. That needs to happen in our marriages too. You know, we need to be able, instead of being stoic, and that's where we are. Most of the time we're in our, our place of business and you have to be. You know, that's what it is. You're not hugging every single person you see in the boardroom or in the office. You know, I don't do that when I'm out working. But in our homes, we want that physical touch. And we got to take down those walls and those barriers and just go, you know what? I just want to hold you. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what a connecting touch is. Let's talk about a light touch. Well, and the light touch, I mean, those are your, that's kind of your out in public. You know, maybe that's just the, 
you know, you're walking, you're at a party and you walk past your spouse and it's just kind of a little, you know, and like your shoulders bump or, you know, it's just, it's those light touches that show that you're thinking of somebody, show your spouse that, you know, I, I, I'd love it to be more, but here's where we're at right now. So I'm just gonna, you know, just a light brush against the back or, you know, that lingering glance and, and sometimes the connecting touch Sometimes it's eye, you know, you can do touch through eye contact. Mm -hmm. You know, it's when you're sitting at a party and, you know, you get, for whatever reason, you end up on opposite sides of the room because your husband's talking to a group of guys and you're with the gals. And and all of a sudden you look up and you both look up at the same time and there's that eye contact and that little smile that says, yeah, I know we might be in a room of 20, but guess what? You're the only one I see. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that that can be a light touch because it's just that connection that's between the two of you. An example of this too was just today. We we're at Alex's ball game. And, you know, we're on the bleachers and Elisa's sitting with all of her girlfriends and I was talking to one of the other dads and I happened to come around and talk to talk to some of the ladies and see what was happening. But I was sitting right behind Elisa and all I did was, you know, maybe once or twice while I was back there, you know, I just put my hand lightly on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. you know, and that was it. You know, it's not this big old display of like, I need to be right next to her and I'm holding her. It's just a light touch just going, Hey, I'm here or at church when we're standing next to each other, you know, and we're worshiping. Sometimes it's just our shoulders just touching one another. Mm-hmm. So it's not anything big. And I wanted to say this too, when it comes to a light touch like that, for some of you, and we've talked about this in the past, when you're looking for your spouse to initiate sex, those light touches, if you talk to each other enough and know what they mean, some of those light touches may mean, hey, honey, I'm interested in you tonight. And they're happening, you know, after work, at the dinner table, maybe while you're getting the kids to bed or while you're passing each other in the hallway. So... The light touches is really interesting because it can work in in a couple of different ways. One is just that sort of connection when you're just sort of moving around each other. But it can also be that awesome touch of just going, hey, it's on tonight. And that might be your spouse, husband or wife initiating. And, and it's important to have the discussion around the touches mm-hmm. um, because lots of times the power is in having a non-sexual touch, just having the, the physical touch, but not with any expectation of we're going to hop into bed in three hours or we're going to bed right now, or, you know, we're going to talk about, about physical intimate touch here in a couple minutes. But, but sometimes it's more important to have the non-sexual touch. Sometimes that helps you or your spouse to feel valued just for who you are. Not because we're going to end up in bed together, right? but because I want to be with you as a person, not you as my, my sexual partner, as my spouse, as my, you know, we're going to the bed. And sometimes we lose because we're so wrapped up in the craziness of life. We, kind of skip all of the connecting touches and we like only jump into the physical intimate touch. And so it's important if you've kind of dropped some of these other touches out of your repertoire that you bring them back in. 
you know, don't, don't give up the physical intimate touch. We're not saying get rid of that, but bring in these other touches because it's going to enhance your marriage. Mm-hmm. So much of what we talk about is to strengthen your marriages and, and having these other touch, having the light touch, having the connecting touches that is going to strengthen what the two of you have together. You know, as, as we start talking, you know, kind of the next level would be your companionship touches. And these are touches that, you know, we're not all the way to the sexual intimate touches yet, but it's more, you know, we're talking the two of you, you know, this is like your back rubs and, you know, playing with their, the very, you know, we're, we're getting more intimate with one another, cuddling, cuddling, spooning, um, you know, that type of, this is just for the two of us. Cause you know, I don't think you're, you know, playing footsie. You should not be playing footsie with anybody, but your spouse or your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Cause the kids every once in a while, somebody gets a foot in there and they're like, mom, but you know, these are the touches that are just, they give you the warm fuzzies inside, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like, Oh, you know, there's, there's something very special to me when Tony will roll over in bed and you know, it's like one arm around my neck shoulder area and then one arm over my stomach and he is just right there spooned up behind me. Right. You know, and we did that this morning and I just remember laying there in bed going, you know, God, thank you for this gift. Thank you for this man that just wants to spoon me in the morning. You know, and and that's just something for the two of us. But it is that companionship touch that just, you know, brings me in and holds me close and you know, we just, we just do it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's, that's touch number three. That's the companionship. That's the deeper relational touch. And, and can I say something here? I think this one is tough for many of us. You know, it, it is one of the toughest areas, you know, to have somebody rub you like that or rub you like that, rub your back or your shoulders or your legs. You know, many of us don't want our feet to be touched at all, at all. I have some issues with feet. Yeah, but we do do it at times, you know. Mm -hmm. But again, this is one of those areas where you got to be talking to each other. And if you're one of those people who just pulls away quickly when your spouse is trying to do this, Realize what what's happening. It's a form of rejection. You know, if it's just like I don't like that, I don't do it. You know, think about how that plays out in the mind of your spouse. Because every time you're saying that, it's a form of rejection, and he or she, after a while, is just not going to do it. You know, there's no explanation behind it. You know, and sometimes we got to be willing to try something new and let go. You know, I know it's tough. You know, I have, we had those issues, especially with like Elisa's feet. I would love to just say her to like grab them and just massage them. And she, she's even like, making I'm the face. I'm cringing. Even as he says, that I, I don't like, I'm fine if I go in for a massage. Like I'm fine if they're working on my feet. There's something about Tony doing my feet. Like I get pedicures. No problem. Tony touching my feet. Ah, uh, it's just. Like I can feel the hairs on the back of my neck standing up right now. Right. And it still just irks me because I still want to do that. But I'll massage your feet. I, oh, I know. I know. I'm like, I'm perfectly fine with the reciprocal action, but it's one of the, I'm working on it. Yep. 
Again, we work on it. We talk about it. So I'm just giving you guys the heads up. Just think about that. You know, when you do pull away from something like that without the explanation or the reasons why it doesn't feel good, it's a form of rejection. And that's what was happening in our marriage until mm-hmm. Elisa finally just said, you know what? That's what it does. It just, it, it just, it irks her. It just, there's no enjoyment. So for me, now I just realize it. You know, and there are still times when we can do it, but it's it's just very rare, and there has to be a lot of um, the circumstances just have to be right. Yeah, and, and I can't even tell you what those circumstances are. I mean, it's not like there's a formula for it. No, it's just there are times when he can do it. Right. You know, so right. just, talk to just your spouse. Yeah, talk to your spouse. But you know, all of this you know, for so many of you leads to physical intimate touch and that's going to be your, your sexual, your more sexual touch. It's going to be the, you know, the swat across the playful swat across the bottom. It's going to, you know, and it's going to lead to sex. Mm -hmm. It's going to be those, those deep kisses. It's going to be, you know, you initiating sex with your spouse. I mean, come on that. That's a huge, that's a huge hello fireworks um but this is this is a very important part of of touch as well you know the power of touch is this huge spectrum folks and you know you can't just have the the light touch on one side and think that your marriage is going to flourish and you can't just have the physical sexual touch on the other end of the spectrum and say oh we've got a perfect marriage you need all of those different types of touches because you know what that's how we were created we were created to want to be in connection with other people specifically our spouses, those of us that are married. And, you know, we know some of you listening to us are engaged or single and want to be married somewhere in the future. And and touch across the spectrum is important because, I mean, unless you're a superhero, you don't have the stamina to have sex day in and day out for very, very long periods of time. I know some of you listening have done 60 plus days. Hats off to you. Um, some of you have tried for even longer periods of time. And I think some of you are still going, I've heard bits and pieces through the, through the, uh, messages and conversations that we've had for you. Some of you are, you know, crazy stamina Yeah, hats off to you. The average Joe cannot maintain physical, sexual intimacy for an indefinite amount of time. I'll leave it at that. So that's where all these other touches come in to say, you know what? I am connected to you. I love you. I love touching you. I love who you are. That, that's what happens when you do everything from holding hands in the movie theater to playing footsie under the table to giving the back rub to playing with her hair to holding her chin when you kiss her. To being able to say to your spouse, I just need you to hold me or you know what? Let's just go for a walk and hold hands. Let's, let's, you know, let's do these things. And if you haven't done it in a long time, then maybe you start with just sitting next to each other on the couch Mm -hmm. because maybe some of you have even stopped doing that. You know, I talked to a couple last weekend and, and they were sharing with me their, um, how they tend not to spend a lot of time. They're just not computer people. And so they don't spend a lot of time on the computer. And so they were sharing how, the time that they really connect with one another is they sit down and they've got some favorite TV shows that they watch. And so, you know, they were sharing how they just, you know, kind of banter back and forth over the television shows. And the wife was explaining how she just sits, you know, they sit right next to each other 
You know, it's not like, you know, his recliner and her recliner. It's like, no, they're together on the couch or, you know, one sprawled out on the other or whatever. And I thought, how wonderful that they have figured out what works in their marriage. They are physically connected, present with one another, discussing whatever the show is, whether it's a new show or a comedy or whatever it is. They, they haven't allowed themselves to fall into the zone out portion of watching TV. And they're touching. And they make it a point to touch. And I watched them over the course of the afternoon and they touched a lot. You know, how many of you have seen the commercials um, or even seen it in real life? The old couple that's probably in their 80s and they're holding hands, walking everywhere they go. Now, granted, it may be so they both stand upright. Okay, I'm not knocking that. I'll probably be holding Tony's hand for stability when I'm 80. The other part of that is that they don't want to they don't want to be out of touch because if you're not touching you're out of touch with your spouse yeah and that's the important thing to consider if you're out of touch with your spouse you're spiraling and you may not even know it mm-hmm. part of staying in your marriage is staying in touch with your marriage. And I'm not just talking about, did you call them today on the phone? I'm talking about, are you touching your spouse? Because we crave it. We were designed for touch. And if you're not touching your spouse, I can guarantee you, they will find that need somewhere else. So be that person that is touching them. Be the one who they want to run to when something bad happens, just like the three-year-old on the playground. You know, when your spouse gets an owie, you should be the one fixing that owie. When there is a hurt in their life, it should be you that they are turning to for hugs, for a shoulder to cry on, for someone to just be with them. Mm-hmm. That is your role. It is one of, one of those God-given roles in marriage that we can be there to touch and love our spouses across the board light touch to sexual touch, companionship, connection, everything in between. And I'm going to challenge you this week to think about how you touch your spouse. And if you've fallen into that light peck once a day, maybe twice a day if you're lucky, maybe this is the week that you just walk up behind them and you throw your arms into a big bear hug and you literally sweep them off their feet. Yeah. Or maybe this is the day that you look at her and when you kiss her, you've got your hands on both sides of her face and you're just staring into her eyes before you kiss her. Cause I tell you what guys, you do that to your wife. Woo, she will swoon for you. There's just something about having your face held when you're kissed. I don't know. I don't know what it does to us women. And maybe it's just me, but I don't know. They put it in all the movies. So I don't think it's just me. There's just something well, powerful, but whatever it is, what did you do when you were dating that set off the fireworks? Do it again. For some of you, I mean, think about the couple I read at the very beginning. You know, I read that email at the beginning of the episode. Married 23 years. They've, I, you know, I, I haven't confirmed this with them, but if they've married 23 years, they've lived a roller coaster in their marriage. There have been highs and there have been lows. Mm-hmm. You can't be married that long and not have them. Their touch has probably changed over that 23 years. But for what I read in that email... It's been getting a lot better lately. 
and they are doing all kinds of touch. And I can guarantee you that along with all that physical, sexual, intimate touch that they're having, because they've got those fabulous challenges going on in their marriage, they are touching a lot more. Because mm-hmm. they have chosen to make intimacy on all levels a priority in their marriage. And you can't help but want to touch your spouse when you're making intimacy a priority. It, it, it just, it, it's like a natural byproduct. When you're, when you're that connected on so many levels, you just, you know, reach out and touch someone. Sound like a commercial. Yeah. Make sure that t- someone you're touching is your spouse. <laughs> that That's a very good um, qualifier there. Yeah. That was perfect. So last week I want to bring up something. So Elise and I w- had been talking about how we've been struggling mm-hmm. when it comes to touching when it comes to allowing or giving Elise an orgasm. And so I have to bring this up because last week she went out and bought a little finger vibrator. Well, she bought one that's bigger than the last one we had. And it's, it's super funny. And and I'm, and I gotta, and I gotta just put this up to the mic so you guys can hear this thing and just think about when, what would happen you know, you're, you're getting really intimate with each other. You're, you're doing that. You've done the touches and now you're into that intimate touch and you're in your bed and you're or wherever you don't wherever. have to be in the bed. Yes. You don't have to be in the bed, but if you are, so I bust this thing out and this is what it sounds like. Hold on here. You hear how loud this thing is? Listen to this thing. This thing goes off and no kidding. <laughs> Laughter. You're going from, you know, you're in this serious part of your intimate touches and you're you're like, okay, this is going to happen. And this thing just goes off. Oh my gosh. Just laughter happen, happening in our bedroom and, and just sort of like in my mind, I'm going, oh my gosh, how do I pull this back together so that, you know, that we have sex tonight. And it took us a little while. I'm going to tell you that because that, that thing is loud one thing we did realize is that if you put the blankets over it, it, it sort of muffles Muffled. it, which which helped drastically. <laughs> so if you ever pick one up because you need one, just like we're at the just a funky sort of stage where this is needed and necessary, they also bring pleasure. Elisa enjoys them. Just just know you're not alone. Something like that happens, and you turn that sucker on, and it's loud. And you're going, what the heck? Hey, we've been there. We we know what it's like. In fact, maybe like test drive it. You know, <laughs> turn it on before you. You know, it's kind of like we talk about. You know, have have sex conversations before you're actually getting ready to have sex. Yeah. Um, if you're trying something new that has any type of battery components, turn it on prior. Let's see what happens. Because, like I said, I thought I you know I thought I was getting something similar to the original one I had and I didn't realize that I was buying thank you for the sound effects I didn't realize the one I was buying was larger than my original one and didn't know that it was going to subsequently be that much louder (laughs) no it just it brings a little humor to the bedroom which is probably not a bad thing in our case you know a little lighten the mood a little laughter exactly we've talked about that you roll with it yes but we just wanted to bring that up for you guys to know that hey things like that happen in all of our marriages and you roll with it. Like Elisa said, you roll with it. Hey, we could have, we could have put it off to the side and been done with it. 
or like we decided in, in our instance, we tweaked, we made it work and, um, and it was fun and it's, it's allowed us to be able to give Elise an orgasm in a way that is pleasurable for both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that brings joy to each of us and enhances our intimate connection is our sexual intimate intimacy. So with that being said, folks connect with us. If you need anything info at one extraordinary marriage.com, you can email us there. You can call in, let us know what you're doing. What is happening in your marriage? Is, is there a question you'd like us to answer here on the show? You can call us at eight, five, eight, eight, seven, six, five, six, six, three. And most importantly, please go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash live event. Check out he zigs, she zags. It's $10 a person. We also have a free bonus for each of you that do attend. It's going to be a fun two and a half hour session here in San Diego. And if you're anywhere near us in Southern California, Arizona, Nevada, get on out here. We'd love to see you with that. We love you. Have a fantastic week and we will catch you next week.